Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Pod. I'm Lauren. I'm Charles. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do, Mom! <laughs> I'm gonna do what I want! I'm gonna leave with this 19-year-old, even though I'm 14. And we're gonna... It's just literally like the Cassie breakdown in Euphoria. Never, never been happier! Um, everyone... Everyone, strap in. Pop open your beers uh, and your whatevers because this is not going to be an easy ride. We are delving back into the seedy waters. I'm very excited about this of made for TV movies in the 90s. We previously covered the cult classic and the mother. And I say that unironically, the mother of all (laughs) M.O.W.'s Mother Way I Sleep With Danger. Oh, God. Um, which was great. I don't know what number it was, but it was back there. So check it out. But now we are doing, I think you suggested Mother May I Sleep With Danger. This one is my suggestion because this film, Born Into Exile from 1997, is such a vivid memory that I have because I had this recorded on a VHS tape. I watched it when it premiered. So I took all the commercials out and I was very proud of myself for sitting through and doing that. So <laughs> this is one of those things that I watched. I didn't have cable. So this was on NBC uh march 17th 97 i mean i'm what 13 years old almost 14 i'm like in the throes of like give me teenage runaways give me streets give me grit give me grungy hollywood um i feel like this may have influenced my desire to move to la i have no idea why because this was kind of wild (laughs) i mean what ends up happening i mean despite the story it makes la come off pretty good <laughs> like um that's true yeah that's yeah. true um i also had a thing for mark paul gossler as we all did i wrote this in my notes that mark paul gossler was like our zach efron for lack of yeah. better reasons like mm-hmm. he was just like that commercial guy that he's zach morris i mean he was everywhere he was trying to kind of break out of that role which he's actually done quite well and i think under the radar over the years a lot of people don't realize that he's been in some really cool shit uh mark paul gossler uh since saved by the bell but i mean i know so much about this movie i loved it so much blah 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 i got you to watch this it's free on youtube i'll link it in the notes so you can watch this what were you what are your overall thoughts of this i came into this completely blind so i didn't oh, perfect I, I had like no idea what he would I, I sort of had a vague idea that like zach morris was in it but other other than that <laughs> i had no idea what the plot was i had no idea that um the, um I, I, was, I was sort of imagining this movie would be like lighthearted and fluffy and shallow you know and it uh was not <laughs> so no it's dark i was not prepared for zach morris to get into a stranger's car and drive off. Um, I was not prepared for him to basically be be a drug mule. I was not prepared for the intense, like, you know, screaming match of, you know, and it really, like, recaptured that feeling of, like, when you just fucking, like, hate your parents so much, you just you just hate them. Like, God, mm-hmm. who do they think they are, you know? And, um... You know, and the the and just the fact that you're like you know 14 and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do. You're trapped at the whim of, of these mad people. Like you're just you're just you're just you're just a you're just trapped like a shrimp in in a in a in a cocktail, you know, onion. 
um, <laughs> napkin. That that analogy did not make sense, but but you know what I mean. You know, God damn it! <laughs> so you're mad as hell and nowhere to go. Exactly. Like (laughs) you're like this, this movie, I think started out as like a super hormonal, like girl who's just young and like, so just wants to be free and doesn't really, uh, to be fair, you did move, uh, Talia Shire plays the mom of Godfather fame. She's like, kind of like the standout here because she's Sonny's wife and the Godfather. And, um, um, it's very much. Oh, and I was going to say, she also played Adrian in Rocky. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, yeah, so so she's like the standout in this. Like she's credited like and blah 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 as like Mrs. Nolan or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's like kind of like it's it's basically Mark Paul Gossler and her. Gina Phillips plays Holly, and then we have Mark Paul Gossler as Chris. So that's like basically it. It is the apparent film debut of Sean William Scott, aka Stifler from American Pie, oh, who is really? in it of all of two seconds. He's the beginning, he's the guy who he steals the truck from. Derek, you see him at the quarry i don't even think he has a line i think he's he's there Uh, jolene goes and hugs him when they come out of the water in the very beginning like that's that's stifler yeah like that's basically all you see of him um he may have had like a larger role who knows i have to say too that this is one of those movies that i was shocked to see on tv because this could have easily been a feature yeah, like absolutely. if we could have gotten no censors, what we got with censors on television on a major network at like eight o'clock on a Monday or whatever it was on was pretty remarkable. Like you were talking about how there was like, um, you know, him getting in a car and like all this stuff. Like we had like sex work. Like he yeah. something that I never thought of ever when I was thinking about movie of the weeks is like you would naturally assume that the female character usually ends up becoming like a sex worker, which she does. She Mm. did hang out with that girl who was, but you never, they never show a man doing that. Um, And I was actually pretty surprised that his, he was the drug mule, but then like when that didn't work out, he had nothing else to do. And that was his only like way that he thought that he could make money and he can make money. And then when he comes back with the money, that like Emmy winning performance where he breaks down in the bathroom yeah. in front of her and she has no idea what's going on with him and he was like do you know what i had to do to get this money like i don't know who i am anymore i've like we've run away i was like oh my god this is like like this yeah. is a lot <laughs> like this is a really like it's a really great film too because i think at that time it really highlighted the really epidemic we had of teenage runaways mm-hmm. which i remember there were a lot of kids even kids that we knew that would run away yeah i don't know that they were ever running away and never coming home but they were running away for like long periods of time so that's kind of what the moral of the story was and like what the backstory and the public service announcement was is like teenage runaways and like there are a lot of young kids on the streets and a lot of kids missing which was like another like dark layer of it but i love this movie i think it's a great one as far as mow's go yeah, it's good. Um, I was really into I, it. I, I, I was, I was thinking. Do you think it's harder to be a teen, run to like be a long term teen runaway now, just because like everything is so computerized and di- digital that they'd probably be able to find you a lot faster. Yeah, I think so. I think they can find you a lot faster if you're in a big town. Oh, okay. Now, if you're in a small town, I don't know, because now when you think of not only is cash kind of, I mean, there are places that still use cash. I mean, let's not 
there are a lot of places that aren't major cities that still use cash, but there are a lot of cameras. Yeah, that's true. Just in general, like not even just CCTV cameras that they have on like streets, which are not everywhere in most cities but a lot of places, but even like just outside of a convenience store, like, or a gas station, somebody would fucking see you. Yeah. Like you could probably stay gone for a little bit, but I feel like now, unless you have the thing is that would make you able to go off the grid is that if you really covered all your bases and you went off grid and you had someone to go off grid with, because mm-hmm. the minute that you're asking for, they're going to get help because you need to like get money, get further, get gas, whatever it is. That's someone who's seen you. So you would have to keep it to like someone who hasn't seen you and you'd have to have someone with you that is doing yeah. the same thing. I think. Yeah. I think it's, it's probably pretty hard to do, but I mean, it's, it still happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it definitely still happens. Well, now it seems like maybe people are quote unquote disappeared or missing or like kidnapped or trafficked. Yeah. I mean, trafficked this is kind of sort of also trafficking because the girls who ended up working for this guy who they meet later in the story when they get to la like he's basically trafficking these girls yeah and running like a kind of uh ring you know so and she's like 14 yeah like they don't ever explicitly say her age but i was reading and she's supposed to be 14 and um chris uh mark paul gossler is supposed to be 19 so this is already like uh no like this yeah. already shouldn't really be happening but in the 90s i guess we've mentioned it before in our dawson's creek episodes like there was a weird gray area throughout the mary Kay letourneau years where like this relationship was not only not wrong but it was written into stories mm-hmm. and it was okay it was written into clueless yeah. he was in college yeah. and she was what 16 yeah like it, it was it was like there and i you know it's obviously things have changed now but she's supposed to be 14 she's not like yeah. 17 she's really young but i yeah i did i um i did not know that that's how old she w- was supposed to be because i thought she was so supposed to be like 16 i was like okay well if she was 14 that does make a little more sense why her mother would be so much more protective um yeah like it wasn't clear but then i remember at one point the mom said like you can't see that boy what is he five year five years older than you so yeah, i was like right. okay and then i, I would happen to just be looking up things about the movie and it was just like she's 14 he's 19 and i was like oh, okay i think when i watched it i might have thought she was 16 yes yeah, but i definitely don't think i thought she was 14 like she just also the actress herself is actually older than mark paul gossler oh so like <laughs> it's like yeah it's like she doesn't look she looks young but she doesn't look 14 like i would think someone 14 would just look look and act way younger but mm-hmm. i mean she didn't but in any case um this was written by kathleen rowell and danielle hill directed by eric lanya lanyaville lanyaville I think okay. is how you say it. Um, this also was supposed to be a feature, I believe. And it was like written that way. Oh, it was supposed to be one of those after school specials and it got support from music bands. And this also has a really cool soundtrack too that I wrote down, but it got kind of attention because of the story. And that's why um, it was picked up as like a made for TV movie instead of just like an after school special, oh, which I thought was pretty cool um yeah we can move on to behind the scenes because i mean it's kind of thin it's it's an mow they don't really have I that many was did not you see able any 
to find anything i think you could oh, okay cool yeah i just have a few things um let's see imdb gives it a 6.6 out of 10 um which is not bad for 90s movies uh audience score okay rotten tomatoes no critic score audience gives it a 90 percent and oh, this okay. is um a hundred about a hundred reviews a hundred plus reviews so this is kind of like widely praised as like this is one of the better ones that i've seen i mean yeah. i as far as acting goes in this one i feel like none of it was over the top and cheesy but you kind of got like an over the top cheesy aspect of mother may i sleep with danger mm-hmm. like it was just so like camp a bit yeah. like but this was like not this was like a actual hard-hitting like oh shit they're on the streets yeah like oh shit they don't have a place to sleep tonight like this is this is real like what what are they gonna do how are they gonna survive so um so this one was like definitely why i said like i think this one if it was pushed a bit more it could have easily been in a theater and we could have had like a drama and had it like fleshed out and given it like 40 more minutes Mm -hmm. and we could have had a better resolution Our, our resolution was very like cut a little I feel like I wanted more of a definitive ending, but at least we did see that like he didn't die or anything, but yeah, it was it, touch and go there for a while. The ending did feel a little abrupt. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, I mean, that's, I, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're a made for TV movie, then, you know, like you might not get like the, you know, the like luxury of having a like full drawn out ending. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just very like I guess it's you know it's it's different at the time, but but I feel like also this was really widely well received. Like Variety gave it great reviews, and said that the story, the characters, the cinematography, and Talia Shire as the moms, her acting. I think to nod Gina Phillips and Mark Paul Gossler too, and even like everyone else. I feel like Ever Carradine. She was like the hooker that was with Tuna. Oh, uh, right. I feel even like the street players that we got, like Wiley, and then we got the girl who was like painting with mm-hmm. her. I f- is it Rosie? She's the one that like took her out at the end and then like got her to in that they got her in that van. Oh, that's right. Uh, she yeah. was also in Clueless. Uh, she was Ty in oh, the Clueless okay. TV series. Um, that actress, but that was really cool. Like there was just so much going on in this film that I. I never really thought about when I, you know, was sitting down to take notes on it, but I was like really just impressed by the yeah. level of production in this. It was really great. Um, cool. Yeah. There, I mean, there's not really any more behind the scenes. I mean, it's pretty standard. Um, fashion. I couldn't find a costume designer, but did you have any like standout fashion moments? Um, in this? I, um, blue and yellow are probably my favorite two favorite colored combinations so Mm -hmm. i love the school uniforms like the letterman jackets and like the cheerleading outfits yeah Um, and i also really like um zach morris's uh coat that he wears to that he like wears throughout the the movie like just seems very like oh yeah that like hooded one Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the one in the beginning Um, then he has a leather coat later yeah, does he bring um, is, is the leather coat? I think what he wears to Los Angeles, right? The leather coat he buys later when they're already in LA. That one that's hooded, that's brown, that he wears in the very beginning. That's what he wears all the way until he gets to LA. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, yeah, but he does have what, another brown one. What about you? 
I mean, I love, um, yeah, I wrote Chris's tobacco jacket. He has like that gray Henley, his jeans, his buzz cut. I wrote, he is so fucking hot. Like I had the biggest crush yeah. on Mark Paul Gossler. I do like when he, I like both of them. Like Holly, I like when they dye their hair darker mm-hmm. in that bathroom. Yeah. And then we also, when they get to LA and they have like the same clothes on the whole time. And then later on when he starts working at that grill and like, I think Wiley like gives him clothes. And then there's one sequence where they're walking around in the rain that looks like a fucking like editorial from like a magazine in like 1994. And they're both wearing these like brown leather coats and they're wearing like wide leg jeans and they just look like really like bedraggled but like at the time that style was like very like realistic mm-hmm. so i thought that was like just a really good outfit it just looked really cool she also had those like overalls at the end she had overalls yeah, with right. like a white shirt underneath it which was cool um my favorite outfit ever is the hooker that she meets up with who has that beige trench coat and like that sparkly silver tank top yeah, and then she cool. has like the skirt and then she has those red really cool like sandal platform kind of shoes when she's out there and she doesn't have a name her name is just hooker which i find really annoying oh, wow. the guy she's with is tuna the guy who has the rasta hat and is, like the chain wallet is he the one who kind of kidnaps um like uh not not kidnaps but like holds like um holly hostage at no that's walter oh okay okay walter is the one who who holds her hostage in that room um tuna is the guy who has like the rastafarian hat who comes up to them when they're in venice and is like hey you should beg for money and like he takes chris to beg for money and then the girls like go and sit um that yeah that that whole outfit was really crazy the rasta outfit he has like jinkos he has that like chain wallet that was really big in like the 97 so I thought everything was very, very, uh, like what the time was, and like just yeah, it just was really cool. It was just really realistic. It wasn't really anything like yeah. nuts, but I thought it was cool. Um, okay, so do you have any other fashion notes? I don't think so. Yeah, there's not oh. like a ton, and most of my things are like story notes because it's um, music. Dana Kaproff did the music. Now this had so much music in it that I'm, I'm going to make a little playlist because I wrote down eight songs. Oh, so let's cool. see if I can find them. Did you, did you like any of the songs or did you notice any? Um, I, um, I noticed there, um, like when, um, just before she gets into that huge fight with her mom and her brother in her room, they're playing st- dabbing westward. Is, is that mm-hmm, right? Yeah. You're like, I fucking love that I album. Have to do, um, <laughs> to, to make you love and, me. What do I have to do? Um, no, Teddy, I won't turn it down. I was like, wait, how do you go from asking her to turn it down to like unplugging it and taking it out of her room? <laughs> yeah. She, she has like the shrillest, like, shriek ever. She's like, no, Teddy, put it down. Put it down now. My grandparents gave me that TV. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. this is, I was like, this is also how I would react if my mom tried to take the TV out of my room. <laughs> Um, but, um, I'm trying to think, there are a couple of songs that I liked, I just didn't know what they were called. Um. Oh, okay. Well, like Amanda, Amanda Marshall sings the first song called Dark Horse. That is when they're falling in love. That montage where they, like, start oh, to hang out. Okay. 
um, before they've left. We have Stabbing Westward, which we mentioned during the fight. We have Chantel Kraviazic, who did that song Green Apples that was everywhere. That was also in like Dawson's Creek um, at one moment. It's I think when they are in that hotel, they're like first night oh, okay. together. Um, then we have Charlie Lamont. Last time we said goodbye. That's like after the truck assault when that trucker tries to assault her and then he gets yeah. her out of the car okay. and there's a song playing when he's like holding her. Um, Amanda Marshall also does the song sitting on top of the world. And that's when they get to Venice beach and they take that shower, like on the beach. Yeah. Um, that song playing is sitting on top of the world. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin's lost is like the one where Holly is walking like alone on the streets of Hollywood. Like he, like Chris has left to get that job and she's by herself. I think that's the night that she spends on her own on the streets okay. um that's a really like popular sarah mclaughlin song too um and then two songs by lisa serbone one is tears and that's when they're both on the streets when it's mm-hmm. raining and they have those trench coats on and then the other song is lisa serbone only good thoughts my love and that's the song that's playing like right after chris is shot oh, okay and she's like can someone call an ambulance like this movie is like takes you through it like yeah. it really does the fact that like i was watching it and i was i didn't say anything to you about it so i was just like hmm i wonder if charles is gonna like this because like as i was watching because i i think i was probably so desensitized to it because i was like whatever this is like a tv movie i don't have any cable and i just knew about it but then as i was watching it and breaking it down i was like shit that's right i forgot that girl like kind of like takes her out of the shelter and then like kind of get like sets her up to get kidnapped and then they like drive by where chris is and then he fucking shoots him yeah like and i was like oh my god i was like this is crazy and she's like somebody help us i was like god no one has cell phones i was like this is crazy (laughs) she's like in some fucking alley somewhere like can someone call an ambulance please i was like oh my god this movie is like a lot this is a fucking after school special let me tell you yeah. Like, this is like, don't leave your house. <laughs> like, don't do it. <laughs> Just don't fucking do it. Um, yeah, that's all I have for, like, music and stuff. I mean... I don't have, like, favorite scenes and lines. I kind of just have, like, notes throughout the movie. Yeah, same. Like, what did you think about how it started? Um, Like, the quarry jump. This is the new year. She's a brand new cheerleader. Yeah, my, like, first reaction was, um, like, why don't we have a quarry, you know? <laughs> like, um... I would definitely not jump off of this. <laughs> um, That'd be too chicken shit. I, I mean, I mean, being, like, you know, 40 now, like, it's, it's sort of easy to just be like, ugh, just walk away. Don't let them pressure you, you know? Just, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you know just, just be like, they don't let you be a cheerleader. They don't let you be a cheerleader, you know? There's nothing you can do. <laughs> so No, um, literally, I feel like Lisa Simpson in that beach episode, like, oh, come on. Come shut up, brain. I don't need you. I got friends yeah. now. <laughs> um, Basically. But I did think it was actually re- re- really touching when, like, Jolene decided to jump with holly and like, i know um and i was like oh my god like that was like that's like a true friend and then like that it really is mom is going to be like you can't see her any anymore she's a whore she's 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 a whore holly she's a piece of trash and i don't want you around her you know like, and like, the people she hangs out with are trash too they're veterans <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like, that's basically how she acted. I was like, what's wrong? He's in the army reserves. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Like, that's fine. He wants to go to forestry. Haven't we all met a guy who wants to go to college in Colorado and go into forestry? Haven't I mean, we all? I mean, I'm just saying, you know, in forestry, they have those, like, very, you know, like, you know, like, crisp brown uniforms and... You know, they get to wear the big hats, and they get to they s- 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 sort of get to act like cops without like being you know with with without like being assholes about it. You know, because like they're do just, we like, need to bring up our thirst trap, uh, Forester like chopper again? Do we need <laughs> to bring up why forestry is a is a really hot uh, what do you call it like a job market to go into? That guy is like splitting wood like no other, and he's making like what millions of dollars probably on fucking instagram (laughs) just him like doing his shit that is why but i i really like that that was her she gets moved to this is texas which we don't really find out for sure i think i don't think i knew that when i was watching that this took place in texas i did not realize that this was texas i thought it was i thought it was new mexico just because there's that scene where, like, they're when, like, it says, like, you are now leaving New New Mexico. Oh, so, maybe it could have been Texas. I mean, they could have gone yeah. through New Mexico. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Because um, somewhere I read that it said it was like they moved from text from LA to Texas, and I was like, well, this is problem number one. This is why she hates you because it yeah. seems like <laughs> we find out kind of a backstory through one of these fights that the reason why, like, okay, so Holly's moved to this town, and we have this really bitchy girl that. The, it starts out and holly's just like chilling she's like new in school apparently 14 but you know whatever and the girls are like <laughs> the girl like goes to the other cheerleaders and she's like who does she think she is now she thinks she can make off with our guys <laughs> and then she and that's when she goes like you know everyone has to jump at the quarry yeah. and and that's when she's like what and then i think jolene is like you don't have to do this nobody's done this they're just being they're just being dumb she's like no and then she's like looking down at them when she climbs up there and she's like no i have to do it if i'm ever gonna have any kind of life in this town (laughs) oh god and then she's like that's okay I'll, i'll do it with you and then the bitchy girl from the bottom is like one more thing you have to do it without your uniform. <laughs> and she's like, jump, 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 jump. And everyone's like, all she does is like take off her, like the sweater part. And then I think she has like biker shorts on and like her bra yeah. or something, but they make it seem like it's like a really big deal. I don't know how she eventually does get the the sweater back because I don't remember her jumping with the sweater nor anyone going, walking up there and getting it. But that's neither here nor there. She doesn't I mean, lose her uniform. A, that is a major plot hole, and I think we have to talk about it. So. <laughs> yeah. Where did the dry sweater come from? Um, and, of course, like, while she comes down there, and everyone's like, oh, my God, where are they? Are they okay? As she comes down there, Jolene grabs her boyfriend, a.k.a. Stifler. This is, like, when you see Sean William Scott. And she's like, oh, you made it. And that's when you see Mark Paul Gossler, who's just, like, the friend. And he's just, like, there and, like, holding some fucking leopard frog. And he's like, I, it's a le- leopard frog. I do, I do have to say, I do like a man who can properly identify wildlife. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that is true. That I'll give him points for that. I mean, you know, like, you know, like if if he were a l- 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 lesser person, he would have just 
identified as a frog, which anyone can do. Any anyone can can look at can look at a like frog shaped object and say, "Oh, that's a frog." He knew the species, and that is really hot to me. So I, um... I'll, I'll have to say I will I will concur in that. I will, I mean, I will definitely concur. I mean, I mean, I um. I uh, it just hit the right spot for me. Anyway, <laughs> so. oh my god, he also he he wants to be going to forestry, Charles. So <laughs> he knows a lot about wildlife. That's probably one of the prerequisites is knowing about wildlife. Um, he is just like a breath of fresh air, and we already know she's in love with him because she's fourteen. And why the fuck wouldn't you be in love with this nineteen-year-old Zach Morris with a yeah. buzz cut? I mean, why not? So they go and like they go back to her house and she's like soaking wet and then it's when you see her mom. Her mom's like, What's going on, Holly? She's like, oh, Hey mom, I'm just here to like change my clothes and like, you know, go with Jolene. She's like, Hold on, hold on. She pulls like the most mom move in the world, and everyone out here knows exactly what happened when you were like 14 and you want to like go hang out with someone who like drove you home and they tell you like you can't go out with this person like in front oh. of them. Yeah. And you're like so fucking embarrassed. Or like I think at one point later, later on in my like teens, my mom like called my phone when I wasn't back at like one or two and I was so embarrassed because like none of my other friends' parents cared, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was like, It's three thirty. Where the fuck are you? <laughs> I was like, Mom, you embarrassed me. I got into like a fight similar to this when I got home because I was like, I'm so embarrassed that you like called me and I had to answer the phone. I was probably sitting in a McDonald's at three in the morning because what else were we doing? There's nothing open. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to do, but I was just not home. And then I got in like a massive fight with her. And then now that I think about it now, I'm like, if my bitch ass 17 year old daughter was yelling at me about being up at three 30 in the morning and they're mad because I called and embarrassed them, I'd be like, bitch, it is three 30 in the morning. What the fuck are you doing? You better turn on your FaceTime right now and tell me where the fuck you are because <laughs> i want to know where you are but in in retrospect i i get it i totally get it but she yeah. did that thing to holly so holly's like she goes up and she goes i can't go with you and she's like i don't want you hanging out with this jolene you know she's a whore <laughs> she's like <laughs> she hangs out with these bad people and i was like oh my god and that's when we get this massive fight where she's like you moved us to this godforsaken place she starts talking about how she left the dad and that was her fault that she left the dad but then the mom's dad left them some property in texas and she was like you know i thought this would be a good time you know move you out and have you have a normal upbringing and she's like you wish i was like 10 Teddy is played by Eddie Mills, who was also in Dawson's Creek. He played Ty, that weird character in season three they tried to stick Jen with. And Teddy um, is fucking useless. Like, I mean... So useless and old. Like, how I old is he? I, I guess he's... I sort of got the sense he's supposed to be, like, a older high school student. Like, maybe a senior. Um, I guess. If not, if not older. But, like, I mean... Like, you, you can tell he is just like so over these 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 women just like ruining his life like they are that he they, wants to take out the tv from holly's room when they get into a fight yeah. like, he's just like so I'll, odd he's just like please don't make me do this like I, I know he's like i just want to get out of this house um so she ends up like um, she can't go, but then, like, later on, you know, time goes on, she ends up going over to Jolene's house. Jolene's, like, making out with Stifler on the couch, and she's sitting with Chris, like, talking to him by candlelight, and she's like, 
you know, like, he's like, what do you want to do in life? And she's talking about how she wants to go to like volleyball and like, you know, go to UCLA and a volleyball scholarship. And he's like, that's cool. I kind of want to go to school for forestry in Colorado, you know, after like the military, like decides to like decide what they're going to do with me. Cause I'm reserved. And he, she's like, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, God, you're so original. Yeah. You're so <laughs> original and like woodsy, <laughs> like outdoorsy because she's coming from LA. She's like, cool. <laughs> and then we get like the most amazing like cock block in the whole world. Jolene like gets up to answer the door. She's like slowly putting her shirt on. The mom barges past and then she goes, Holly, your mom is here. <laughs> Holly's mom bursts in and ruins everything. And she's like, what did I tell you? I told you you can't be with this boy. They get into like this, another massive fight. And I just wrote, this is so embarrassing. This jailbait storyline of the nineties. And then right after we find out that she's like, I don't want you seeing this boy again. We get the like lover montage. They're like hanging out on rocks and like, I don't know. They're, they really can't go anywhere in this town, quite honestly. Yeah. They're like making out in a barn. They're they're outside a lot in this movie. <laughs> like they're just literally outside all the time. Um, so they've like, I wrote, she quits cheerleading. She's now in a full-blown relationship. And now she's like fighting with her mom about how her mom had regrets because I think she had them early or something. Because mm-hmm. she has something with like not letting her hang out or like do anything because she's just kind of like maybe you have regrets but that's not me i was like wait 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 pause what's happening here what happened (laughs) who's the dad did he cheat on with the secretary is this like a buffy situation where you kicked out of school did she have nowhere else to live after she divorced the dad and then somehow she got left this property and that's why they're there yeah so so many questions about that um so um, she does what everyone does like you know quit everything and make your mom freak out yeah yeah it um did um it uh oh i thought i just lost it um which is probably means it's not important okay go go <laughs> okay so teddy then fights tries to take her tv at this point she calls chris and she's like i can't do it anymore that, that i have to get out that, of here that fight was crazy i honestly thought she, she, she was about to like stab someone like i mean she like <laughs> If it was the Amy Buttafuoco story with <laughs> Drew Barrymore and or the other movie Devil in the Flesh that I did with uh, Rose McGowan who like killed the grandma and killed someone else in the house. I was like, wait, what? And she also slept with the teacher. Yeah. Um, or she was like hitting on the teacher. Like this, this was actually like one of the most realistic films because everything in here I feel like can and probably did happen. It wasn't like yeah. so wild and crazy. It was like this was one of those like this was like a Law and Order episode, like a really long one that mm-hmm. really went into like the whole backstory. So she finally calls Chris and she's like, "Look, I'm leaving. I gotta go. Like, I gotta get out of here." And he's like, "Well, I don't have a car. My like 1945 truck is dead. His car was so old." And he's like, "She's like, steal Derek's car. I don't care what you have to do. You gotta get me out of here." <laughs> he's like, "Okay." So he steals Derek, who's Stifler's car, he steals the truck, and they just, like, take off. So they're going mm. to California. She's packed her, her, like, backpack. Chris has nothing because he's living with Derek. And even yeah. his own family, we find out, like, threw him out. So he's, like, in this really weird, like, transition period. I think Stifler also was in the military. Because uh, uh, later okay. on they say that, like, he was able to convince his officer to give him, like, a general discharge instead of dishonorable. Oh. 
But um, anyway, so they finally steal the car. They're on the road. This is like the romantic aspect. We get this like, I wrote, we get this motel scene and they're like actually hooking up. And I was like, wow, this is like some showtime. Like, mm-hmm. all right. All right, NBC. We see you. We see you. Um, this is when they like make wild plans. This is when they're just like, we're so in love. And like, this is like, you know, I'm going to go to like, you know, UCLA and she's like, it's great. We'll go to LA. You know, I know tons of people. We'll get jobs. We can do whatever we want. We can be whoever we want. So they're just like, they're just now kind of like realizing, okay, now little things are going to start to happen. Like the truck breaks down and then they need a ride to get further. He has to call Stifler and be like, yo, here's where the car is. What's going on. The mom is now freaking out at home. She's going to charge him with kidnapping and statutory rape mm-hmm. because she knows exactly where the girl is. So this is like, there are like two stories going on. We following the mom and like trying to find her. Finally, we find out that he's a wall from the army. He has no money. They have to hitchhike and they dye their hair. And then when you see this trucker sees that they ditch the cops, they see the cops and they like kind of turn away. This trucker sees them, picks them up on the side of the road. And then randomly, like a little bit later goes to a cafe. The fact that he was like, Hey, gives money to Chris. And I was like, Hey, will you get us some coffee? Like immediately I was like, no, why is he leaving? Like they yeah. both should have gotten out. But of course this is, you know, they're not, they've been in the car with them. I'm assuming for a few hours, so they're fine with it. This really freaked me out. And this freaked me out when I was really young watching this. So Chris goes into the, the convenience store and he's like looking around and you see Holly in the car in like the cab with this trucker. And this trucker is like, he's waiting to pounce on her. And like, he has that like total look in his eye. And I was like, Oh my God, please don't let this happen. Like, I, I think at that point I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, I, I can't handle like this serious assault. Like, I yeah. feel like something bad's going to happen. So then Chris sees the the truck and he sees that it's like starting to pull away and he like realizes something's going on and he like runs after it. The guy starts to pull away, grabs her and like, she's very closely assaulted. Thankfully, he like pulls over down the street and like Chris gets there and breaks the glass and like breaks in and grabs her and takes her and then the guy says like you better learn the first rule of the road nothing's free and then like closes the door and like drives off i was like oh my god yeah this was really scary Um, yeah like this uh, was so fucking scary and like so truthful too and i was like holy shit like she's really severely traumatized as she would be they um, finally end up like dyeing their hair and then like trying like getting on the move and they get they finally get to hollywood yeah okay so they make it to la so what are you thinking so far what are you thinking about their their trip so far um now i'm just like well now that they're in los angeles everything is gonna be okay (laughs) um they've um they've they've gotten through the hard part <laughs> so I know, um, right? I so now that they're in, so now that they are teenage r- 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 runaways in one one of the largest cities in the, in the world with with no money and no jobs and no place to live, the world is their oyster. But they've got their looks. They, well, thank God for that. <laughs> thank God for that, right? <laughs> They end up like she knows people there. Uh, one of her friends, Lauren, aka Delia, from uh, my so-called life. 
Um, she also like she's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna find like we're gonna find jobs. They have like nowhere to go. She calls Lauren and she finds out like the mom is like hot on their trail. Yeah, so she's like, fuck, <laughs> goddamn mom I was like, well, you did go to L.A., girl. That's where you moved from. Like, mm-hmm. of course, she's probably gonna think that's where you are. So they decide, I think, to stay at a shelter the first night and they're like deep in hollywood and then they go to like the beach and that's when uh you meet tuna who's like this street guy and his girlfriend who never gets a name but is a sex worker she's called hooker in the casting part um it's just like really weird like they get separated and you can tell that like this is not um they don't know what they're doing they're they're out of their league first of all which mm-hmm. becomes pretty painfully obvious pretty early, which I, I think is really terrifying. Is I think once they got to L.A., I was more terrified of yeah. what was going to happen because mm-hmm. anything could happen and they are so obviously, like, don't have money and are kind of, like, just donging around, kind of. Um, so we kind of see that like Tuna and the girlfriend are like these scam artists, like street scam artists. And then we see that like Tuna goes with Chris, they're like begging for money on the boardwalk. Like, I think they Mm -hmm. were trying to get jobs or something, but then they're like begging for money at the boardwalk. But then we see that Holly is going with the girl and then she's like prostituting. And then Holly is with her and she's like, I don't do that. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I don't do that. Like that's just like what you do and she's like oh you think you're better than us like you think you won't do it and she's like well, i don't need to do that and they're like okay she ends up getting fucking arrested oh yeah this oh this made me so so angry <laughs> like i know right that she's like now what do you think that like did she just not tell the cops her name i guess not i mean um i or, I mean, I guess that guy came to bail them out. So maybe they were just like, all right, whatever, one less person in, you know. I guess um, so, in, like, the, they, the jail. They, they kind of yada yada over that part, but <laughs> I guess every, everything was cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess, like, I guess that's not, like, a huge, that's not, like, a huge plot point. Because, like, after that, this guy, Walter, who is definitely the tuna's girlfriend's pimp like she and she knows what's gonna happen she knows that like he bailed her out and she owes him this money mm-hmm. and he that's when he traps her that oh god that part was so fucking scary i was like oh my god everything just keeps happening like yeah what we don't even know where chris is at this point chris is with tuna god knows where they were asking for money and we just have no idea so we get like this and then she also does that thing where like the girl is with Walter and then they leave and then she yells like when they close the door she's like tell me how you said it that time that we drive the party and then she yeah. like tries to like get out of the the place and the, the girl like comes back and opens the door and lets her out and she's mm-hmm. like get out of here like run far away and she kind of wants her to like go with her and she's like you know maybe if I could like run away with someone like it would be easier and she's like I can't I gotta find my boyfriend then we have this like really horrible montage of her on the streets alone. Mm-hmm. And that like gave me chills when I was like, she's walking around and she's like, 
these guys are like behind her and she's just kind of like on edge and she just curls up by this like concrete and just sleeps and i was like oh my god this is yeah oh, this is like so dark the next morning she's uh i think on venice beach and she's like eating food from the the cafe like someone mm. who's left their plate and then she gets like shooed away and then she finally sees chris yeah and he's just like oh my god like you know we found each other reunited and at this moment is when he first says i love you and then he tells her that he got a job like randomly mm-hmm. and he's like yeah i'm gonna be working at this restaurant in hollywood it's away from all this but like blah 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 and i was like oh okay so what did you think about this new setup like all of a sudden it seems that things are turning we have wiley now like what are you feeling now watching it i think that holly there is that scene between holly and chris where she pretty much hit it on the uh head when they because I, I guess it was set up where they sort of had like their own room or their own apartment or something and mm-hmm. um she's just like it she's just like it something's wrong it, it it's like something to the effect of like I, everything seems too good to be true you know like you know like i don't um i'm not sure how i feel about this and she does say that like if we've learned anything being on the streets is that everything costs and he's yeah. like, well, and he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, they're going to take me off the fryer because he works in like a diner, like a, a random cafe. He's like, they're going to take me off the fryers tomorrow. And like Wiley says, I have to look good. Now, my question was, is that, okay, so she says like, yeah, we're going to get indebted to, to Wiley. I, I don't want that. That's like not safe. Mm-hmm. My feeling now, this is just my like 40 year old brain now talking, not when I first saw it. I feel like at this moment that Chris might be turning tricks for Wiley already or something has happened because I feel like the way that he is, the way that his demeanor has been so far and the way that he should be a bit more cautious seeing as what happened on the road. And I also am very curious where he spent that night. Yeah. Like I I want to, we don't know. Yeah. I don't think, think we ever find, find out. So no, that, that would not surprise me. And then also we see that like he gets the clothes and he's like, oh yeah, but he like is somewhat really trusting of this guy. So I wonder if either he's given him money or he's done something or he's done something to prove that he trusts this guy. Cause he all of a sudden just trusts Wiley and he's like, yeah, I got a job and we got a place to stay. And I was like, this is a lot. Not only do you have a job, but he's giving you like a crash pad. Like what is this guy getting out of this? You know? And yeah. Holly is right to be suspicious and he says like oh you know we're a package deal like she comes with me it feels very trafficky which I mean later on I think we we find out that that is potentially what's going on so we see that what he does is he now like Chris becomes this delivery courier and he gets sent to this like studio in Hollywood and then it's like a porn studio and he gets like beat up for like running drugs now um and that guy is like oh this guy's giving me bad shit like oh is this what you're doing and he's like i don't know i'm a messenger he gets beat the fuck up and then it's just like you're like oh my god this is crazy he grabs he comes back to like wiley's place wiley's talking to holly and he's like you could be a model what do you like what do you want to do and all this kind of stuff he the other girl that's there also you can tell that like this is the same thing that he said to her Cause she mm-hmm. says the same thing that he like told her she could be a model or something. He comes back, Chris comes back all beat up and she's like, Oh my God, what's going on? And he's like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. 
this is crazy. You're shady, blah, blah, blah. And Wiley turns on him. And, and that's when he says, like, you owe me money. Like, you owe me money. I worked here for you. You said that, like, I was supposed to get all this money. And then Wiley's, like, screaming, like, I don't owe you nothing. I don't owe you nothing. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it just gets super nuts. We get, like, they have to try to find another place to sleep because now they can go back there. Mm-hmm. At one point, Holly calls her mom, but she, like, can't say anything on the phone. The mom is, like, really freaking out now. Like, she's calling the police. They're like, well, kids usually come back. Um, yeah, um, I, th- I think around this time we also see um, her and her uh, son basically like hang up flyers, and I have to say her like her, this woman's f- flyer distribution strategy is <laughs> fucked. Like it is <laughs> just ten thousand on one tree. <laughs> it's like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like you should be standing on a sidewalk and handing them out to like people you know or uh-huh. you know, not or, on a random dirt road where yeah. nobody drives down you sh- shouldn't be hanging like 40 from the same tree like, <laughs> <laughs> she actually i think uh, teddy says that he's like what good is any of this and she's like we ha- we're doing this because we have to do something and she's like here put up the rest <laughs> she gives him like <laughs> this massive stack She's like, yeah, eventually she, like, really starts to, like, lose her mind. And and even when Holly tries to reach out and she tells the cop, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, it's really funny the advice that the cop gives. She's like, I don't know what's wrong. Like, you know, we I thought we had a good relationship. And he's like, well, the important thing is, is you need to, like, listen to her. And you need to, like, find out, like, what's going on and, like, treat her like a, you know, like, she's your equal, you know, maybe she just wants you to listen to her. And I was like, if my 14-year-old kid was pulling this shit, I would be like, (laughs) fuck you, I'm not listening to you, this is insane, you are a child and you know you are, and what has this man done to you? I, I mean, this is crazy. Like, all the shit she's gotten in so far, I mean... I love it. And also when she, and they're like, when you talk to her, just say, it doesn't matter. I don't care. She also does that strategy when she gets back up with her, which doesn't seem like it's very like pro therapy. She's like, you know, I don't care what happened to you on the street. I was like, you should, (laughs) like, (laughs) you should kind of be questioning how did you spend that like four or five days or however long she was gone. I mean, I don't even know how long she was gone at this point. Was she gone for like a month? Like, we don't really know really. Yeah, I mean it. Um, I mean it's 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 vague. It's like hard to tell. Um, I mean it seems like maybe like a week or so. Maybe maybe a she's really longer. freaking out for a week. Yeah. I mean, I guess it. I know when they do the music video, it says she disappeared on like November tenth, ninety six. Now this aired March of ninety seven, so I don't know if it's supposed to be like exactly the time, but I know that was like two months after she started school. Like she just okay. moved there. Yeah. So I was, she might've been there away for like a month or something. Like who knows? It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. So then Chris is like losing his mind. He found a place with Holly that they can sleep that night. It's like an abandoned building. And he goes back to the cafe and he's going to like fuck up this cafe. Cause it's Wiley's spot. And he grabs like a pipe. He sees Tuna there, which is weird. And Tuna's like, what are you doing, man? You should have left here. <laughs> so it's like so odd and he's like no one ever gets to wiley and then he beats the shit out of tuna <laughs> like, beats her with that fucking thing 
So then um, Holly is in the library while all this is happening. He's like, you know, you got to like get out of here. And she calls Lauren, her friend Delia from My So-Called Life. She calls her and she gets money from yeah. her because they're going to get like bus tickets to go somewhere. But at the same time, after he roughs up this cafe, this is when we get that like horribly tragic scene of Chris turning to like sex work on the mm-hmm. streets of LA. But the way that he acts this, I thought like it literally made me stop breathing because yeah. you don't really know what he's going to do. And you see him on the corner and then you see him kind of looking around where he is. Like there are other men around him and he sees they're going up to cars, but then he like looks very hesitant. Like he's mm-hmm. standing there, but he's not walking out onto the actual street he's still against the building and then he kind of goes to the building and then this car pulls up and like opens the door and essentially like is like come here and then he the way that i mean it's also shot in like a slow-mo kind of way too but he's the way he stands there and you don't for it felt like a really long time like you don't know if he's gonna go in and then when he decides to get in and then leave oh yeah, oh, I mean, it was just it was just like heartbreaking. Yeah. And then what did you think when he came back? Like he came back to the the library and she's like, "Oh, I got money. I got money." He he seemed like he was in shock. Like he seemed like um he like didn't like really know how to like speak anymore. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. It was, like I mean, it, it 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 just seemed like it was just a I don't know. It, it was just like such a de- devastating scene. Like, just like from like, just like from like, it eventually leads to like that breakdown in the bathroom at the the bus station, and it, it was just, it was just, ugh, it was just brutal. I know, and and the fact that she like gets tickets to go home, and then she's like. But no, I don't worry about the money, and you know, like I got money, and then he's because she doesn't even know like that he got money, and like yeah. what happened, and then that's when he goes to the bathroom at the station, and then when she goes in and she's like, "Hey, like what's wrong with you? Like what's going on? Like I can tell something's wrong," and she then she like blames herself. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like I." I didn't mean to do this. Like, and he's just like, I can't do it. Like, I, I just wrote like, oh my, this scene, OMG Emmy from Mark Paul Gossler. Yeah. Like this was so heartbreaking and tragic, but the way that he played it was just like, like, so, um, I don't know. Like the, his character, I feel like was really complex. He got a lot. We got a lot too. Um, later on, we kind of get like, um, the the mom we see goes to like this record label that she sees a band is putting missing kids in their music out uh, music video and it's going to air on like regular tv so a lot of people are going to see it she tries to get holly's face on there and she does but she says that like she does see this photo and everyone in the shelter is like that's sarah and she's like it's not me it's 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 not me and i'm like oh oh my god and everyone just kind of looks like wow you have someone that cares about you like mm-hmm. that actually is looking for you and wants you back. And, and she calls the mom and she kind of tells like, and that's when the mom kind of pulls the like, look, I don't care what happened. I just want you home. I don't care what happened. I'm like, you should be willing to hear out what the fuck has happened these last few days, because it's a lot. And she's I mean, going to have to say something to someone. I mean, you already blew it the first time, Donna. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, right? like, I mean, maybe, 
like stop maybe really maybe like stop trying to m- micromanage this situation because this is probably like what led to you know holly leaving in the first place so yeah and you're mm. putting all of this pressure on her and you're demanding what you want out of their relationship now and like also, you just want her physically there and also i like you know i like looked up online line like what you're supposed to do if you're like runaway teen calls home and donna mm-hmm. did it completely wrong like you know you're what like, are you supposed just, to do you're just like supposed to not do what sh- sh- she like did you know you're <laughs> you know you're supposed to you know just like um you know like um you know ask like you know simple questions like are you okay do you need anything is there anything i i, I can do mm-hmm. are 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 you willing to come home you know can i do do anything for you you're not supposed to be like holly god damn it you know <laughs> holly the, for, their first question when she first called was are you okay did he do anything to you he did yeah, didn't like, he yeah he did that's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> no. She's not going to be like, yeah, we fucked in a motel, mom. That is not what I'm calling about. <laughs> I mean... I I've mean, been if, living like I'm 25 out here. I don't think you understand. <laughs> I mean, if you're smart, you'll get Holly home and then charge him with, you know, statutory rape. So, of course, like, that's what she says. She goes, I won't go back if you're going to put Chris in jail. And she's like okay okay i was like well i mean <laughs> he is still this random 19 year old stranger that she doesn't know that absconded with her daughter so i mean yeah. he does she does have a reason to be kind of like suspect but the fact that like we see that the girl who was there that night when they left from wiley is in the shelter mm-hmm. like she now wants to change and she said that her dad lives like 10 blocks from the shelter and she's like, yeah, I can go home. I just don't know what to do. And she's like kind of like talking to Holly and like manipulating her about the situation. Um, so, which I think is kind of crazy. We got this yeah. also really weird scene when Holly calls her mom after this video. Chris calls his mom, I think. I think it's his mom it, and stepdad. Or is it his sister? I thought it was his sister. I um, Because she thought- did say little brother yeah yeah that's okay because i wondered if it was like i at first i was like is it the mom because he was kind of like can i come back and there was an older guy there is that the step the stepdad i'm that might not be the stepdad um i mean probably i don't know it was someone because they were like no you can't come back they're yeah. like the army, and that's when they tell us like Derek did something with the army to to help you get a better discharge. But like you know, you're really causing a whole bunch of shit out here. Yeah, like you're really like everyone knows they're looking for you. And then I think she also says that like your grandfather died, and you know like I know you wouldn't do want to hear about all this, and you just see like the difference that she has this parent that we don't even hear about Holly's dad either, so we don't know what happened mm-hmm. there, but. Um, just the fact that you see those two scenes together that like he really has nowhere to go and I think he broke down earlier because he had nowhere to go he was like you don't understand like you have the option of going home like there I've left and now that I've left and like stolen that car like Derek even helped him with that army situation but he kind of was like uh, a nomad like a man with no home you know like no hometown so he kind of just feels like He's at the end of his rope. And then throughout all of this, this girl that is like, you know, kind of a plant in the shelter somehow coaxes Holly to go out and sign out. 
and go mm-hmm. with her to like go to her dad's house and then she ends up getting like shoved in a van and it's these fucking people again yeah it's like wiley walter tuna and all these people that are like the shit that he fucked around with they force her in this van and then chris somehow like she finds out like she tells him like where he is and everything and then chris is outside and that's when you see like wiley open the fucking van and like shoot chris yeah. i think he, she, he shoots him twice and he's like shot in the chest stomach region and then we get this like romeo and juliet type like we think he's dead and he's like like slumped over and she's like screaming like someone get an ambulance i was like oh my god if this final oh yeah he had died then her mother would have been ecstatic (laughs) like oh my god i know right like she was just like wow well I guess everything worked out then. Yeah, come back home and join cheerleading. (laughs) This is what happens when you leave and you don't do cheerleading. Um, And her brother, I guess, doesn't care. (laughs) He's back home. (laughs) He doesn't give a fuck. Um, So then we get this final conversation with like Holly and her mom. And she's basically just like, I just need you to understand. And it's really interesting, too, the way she puts this. She tells her mom, like, I need you to understand that I'm not the same person that left. Like, mm-hmm. I am a different person. I've seen things. I've gone through things. I'm like a fucking adult bitch. And I will <laughs> date this 19-year-old. <laughs> because <laughs> age is, I think she says it earlier. She goes, like, age is just a mental. It's just a mental state. It's like a number. I was like, oh, Jesus. She must be young. She's, like, really hitting this age thing hard. Because she's like... I don't care. I'm like, well, we know he doesn't care. And we know why you like him because he's 19 and the guys in your class are probably fucking idiots. And, and he, you know, you know, he is like kind of gorgeous. So I mean, he's like a man. <laughs> he's not like some kid you're in school with, you know, even though she's like 28 in real life and he's like 23 or whatever. I mean, d- details, details. Yeah, details. It's the 90s. It's a movie of the week. I wish I was like, this is honestly what I wish. If I could go back in time and do something like in my favorite decade, I would love to be known as like a movie of the week director. Like this is my genre. I just like direct movies of the week and I do all of them. Like there are so many of the 90210 cast that we have to get to. Um, there are so many of like teen pregnancy. There's like date rape. There's this great one with Mark Paul Gossler and Hillary Swank and Jenna Von Oy about like a sorority and like a newspaper at a college. It's so good. It's called Dying oh, to nice. Belong. <laughs> um, it's so good. It's like a sorority hazing murder, but Mark Paul Gossler's in there with his glasses, like working at the paper. It's great. <laughs> it's really great. But um, so we get this like final conversation, and Holly's just like please mom just listen to me and she's like okay honey just come home just come home so she finally is like you know i won't do this without chris i'm like so wait your 19 year old boyfriend's gonna move into your house like because he got shot this is not going to end well but yeah like this is a (laughs) lot here holly you just you just might have to you know relinquish some control now and then wait until your mom turns 75 and then you can put that horrible woman in a in the the worst nursing home you can find and that will be your revenge (laughs) that will yeah that will be your ultimate revenge yeah (laughs) and your ultimate revenge really is to like get pregnant up under the same roof 
that, that would, that's the ultimate revenge is to get pregnant while in high school under the same roof as your boyfriend because at the very end we see that at first he looks like he's in a coma or something mm-hmm. like he's totally knocked out and the next scene we see he's like up walking in the cab with them and i'm like yeah, oh I, mean, I guess it, I, I i guess you recover from a gunshot in a m- m- matter of minutes so yeah you know. I, know. I was like is this the same night did it just graze him like what happened like and then i guess the mom somehow just decided to like you know cut her losses and go well you can't beat him <laughs> i guess i just gotta let this random man live in my house because my daughter now wants to like have a relationship with him as i so. said just get, just get them back home and then have him ar- ar- arrested that's that's probably part two it was like let's let's get him arrested for statutory yeah he's going to jail and you're going to a wilderness camp in utah so oh geez no not those places the bad places that end up like don't they like assault the girls oh no like that i think that's what came out about it right yeah no no, those those places are awful and like i (sighs) think there are some that don't have like a physical site, they just take you into like the w- w- wilderness and they just, like, they just like walk around, you know, like and like that's the you know, like there's no physical campus, they're you're just kind of like in the woods and you just have to camp. Ugh. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Oh, I also forgot to mention that there's a song by Soul Asylum called Runaway Train. And that is kind of what this missing, like the music video is kind of a takeoff of that. But the music video is actually like a newer uh, artist that it didn't come up on my Shazam. But that video for Runaway Train is about like teenage runaways. So that kind of is sort of like where this, that was from 93 and this is 97, so um i wonder if this guy directed anything else because this was like a movie like a movie movie it wasn't just like you know just like a cheesy mow yeah um let's see he directed oh five episodes of lost oh oh he does like tv mostly i think now that's cool um yeah i mean do you have any like kind of final thoughts did you like this uh yeah um, it was good. You know, this is the first time I've I've seen like Mark Paul Gosselaar in like a dr- dr- dramatic role, and um, I I like thought he did really well. Um, oh, you should see this show called The Passage that was really good that he was on in like 2018. It had one season, but it was so good. It was like a sci-fi show. He oh, was nice. great in that. It was on Fox. He right now is apparently really really good in this new show called uh found it's on peacock and it also has shanola hampton she plays like you know the neighbors and shameless it's like Mm -hmm. the i think she's vanessa vanessa veronica she's in that and they they both play like he i think uh captured her or kidnapped her a long time ago but now she's done the same thing to him and he's like chained up in her basement but they kind oh, of wow. have like a weird relationship and people say it's great. It got renewed for a second season. Oh, cool. So yeah, he's on that. And people were like, someone on Twitter was like, posted a, like a hot photo of Mark Paul Gossler. And they were like, wait, what the fuck? Mark Paul Gossler looks good. And I was like, where have y'all been? <laughs> like He looked good in the passage. It's like 2018. And then I commented back. I was like, he's always been fine. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you guys are Zach Morris has always been great. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
No, I was yeah, he looks guys great. Just catching on now, like yeah, oh. I was like, he's better than Mario Lopez, who's like right wing a little bit. So I was oh like, God. I was like, uh, Zach Morris. It was always Zach Morris. Let's be real. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he had like the relationship we all wanted. We didn't want Slater and Jesse's like toxic ass relationship. I mean, he like single handedly got Jesse to like stop taking caffeine pills. That's impressive. Literally, <laughs> he dated all the girls. Didn't really? he? He also dated Lisa, I think, for a hot minute. Or I think oh, Zach. Huh. I think Mark Paul Gossler actually dated Lark Voorhees. Okay, cool. And I think they might have had a storyline, um, but I'm not sure. There was also that weird hoax. Remember that when um, they thought that he died? Do you remember like the Mark Paul Gossler like death hoax in like the nineties, no. <laughs> where people no. said that he died in like a motorcycle accident and that he had a twin. That was like actually like living his life. That was like a conspiracy oh from like Bot Magazine, and I was like, "Oh my god, did he die!" Like it was kind of funny. Um, there were a lot of those weird. Um, there were a lot of those like really weird kind of stories. It was kind of it was kind of strange, like weird like pe- death stories, like death hoax stories. Yeah, it's kind of funny. My uh, favorite is that. Avril Lavigne died in 2003 and was replaced by a stunt double or body double. It just oh my god! It just makes me laugh. Yeah, there are so many like clone, like uh, what do you call it, like conspiracies. That's so funny. (laughs) God, well. This is the end of our movie of the week, y'all. I mean, this has been really fun. I'm going to have some music video episode coming out soon. I found out so many tidbits on these music videos that I like. I had no idea there was that much interesting information. So that's going to come out next Sunday. So get excited for that. And yeah, please leave a review and let us know more movie of the weeks we should cover. We should probably find one for next month that's the erotic thriller. If there's a good, uh, there's got to be a good one. I mean, that's like a movie of the week one. The good thing about me for TV movies is there is no shortage from the 90s. There are literally thousands <laughs> yeah there's so many it's such a genre like i'm pretty sure there are podcasts that are dedicated only to mow's yeah yeah because there's so many and they still kind of make them like hallmark style like those are kind of like what they are now i think yeah i think they're like <laughs> hallmark movies basically i actually did tape one on my dvr recently that was called like vanished in yosemite that was oh. about like a girl who who vanished and like these like true crime people are supposed to like try to help find her. So I'm like, ooh, it's like a new Lifetime movie. Like they still come out on Sundays. Oh, so I was cool. like, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, this has been fun. And uh, yeah, leave us a review, like, subscribe, all that fun jazz, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.